This is ARRL's Eclectic Tech, a bi-weekly look at the technical and scientific side of amateur radio with your host Steve Ford, WB8IMY. Eclectic Tech is brought to you by ICOM. ICOM, for the love of ham radio, is about the passion for an incredible hobby. Visit ICOM in the community webpage at www.icomamerica.com forward slash community. That strange noise you just heard, that was the sound of a relatively new form of HF digital communications. The signal is the creation of the VARA software modem by Jose Ross, EA5HVK. VARA has been around for a few years, primarily as an alternative to accessing the WinLink email network. Prior to VARA, most amateurs connected to WinLink on HF using Pactor hardware modems, but these can be pretty expensive, on the order of $1,200 or more. VARA, in contrast, is software-based, and it sends and receives with nothing more than the sound device and a computer, an interface, or a transceiver. The evaluation version of VARA is free. If you want the full-speed version, the cost is only $69. Like Pactor, VARA is a so-called ARQ, or Automatic Repeat Request Mode. That's to say, it sends a blast of data and then waits for a signal from the other station to indicate whether the information was received without errors. If errors exist, the modem sends the data again. So, when you hear VARA on the air, it has a certain rhythmic back-and-forth quality as the two stations bounce signals to each other. When it's cranking away at full speed, VARA can be about as fast as Pactor 3, but at much less cost. That's why it's become so popular among HF WinLink users. Well, this is all well and good, but not long ago, Irad Deutsch, 4Z1AC, decided that he was going to take VARA in a somewhat different direction. He wrote an application for Windows called VARAC that allows amateurs to enjoy live keyboard-to-keyboard conversations on HF using the VARA modem and protocol. The software is free, and here's the website, www.varac-hamradio.com forward slash download. Of course, you'll also need to download and install the EA5HVK VARA modem, at least the evaluation version, and you'll find that at Ross Modem, that's R-O-S-M-O-D-E-M dot WordPress, W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com. In my Eclectic Technology column in the July issue of QST Magazine, you'll see an expanded discussion of VARAC. What Erod has done, though, with this new software is pretty amazing. You can enjoy live conversations even under some pretty awful conditions. If conditions are good enough, on the other hand, you could even swap binary files, such as JPEG photos. Once you establish a connection with another station, the two of you just type back and forth to each other. You can even see reports of how strong your signal is at the other station. And these exchanges are 100% error-free. Well, unless you make a typing mistake, of course. As you'll see in my QST column, there are a number of VARAC calling frequencies. In my experience, one of the most popular so far is 14.105 MHz on 20 meters. Now, you'd think 
that with several stations trying to use the same frequency, though, there'd be serious interference problems. And you'd be right. But VARAC attempts to deal with this issue in a couple of ways. First, the VARA modem has so-called busy channel detection. That is, if it detects another signal on the frequency, it won't allow you to call CQ or establish a connection to another station. Second, once you are connected, the VARAC software encourages you to change to another frequency. After about 10 minutes, what happens is you see a pop-up window that invites you to change frequencies to QSY. If you accept, VARAC sends a message to the other station that basically says, well, how about it? If you have your computer connected to your transceiver with computer-aided transceiver or CAT control, and the other station accepts the invitation, VARAC will automatically switch both of you to another frequency. You don't need to lift a finger. When you experience this for the first time, you'll appreciate how really slick it is. If the new frequency is busy, by the way, you can request that VARAC move both of you once again. The performance of the VARA modem itself is a thing to behold. I took a laptop along for a Parks on the Air outing and made VARAC contacts with just 5 watts and an HF mobile antenna. If you've been operating FT8 or FT4 and you wish you could have actual conversations while still enjoying weak signal performance that's second to none, well, this may be something to check out. Here's a quick science fiction movie test for you. If you saw the movie 2010, The Year We Make Contact, this would have been back in the 80s, you probably remember the warning that the aliens transmitted to Earth concerning the moons of the former planet Jupiter that had just been converted to a small star. Now, to refresh your memory, it was All these worlds are yours except Europa. Attempt no landing there. But hey, that's a movie. We are going to attempt a landing of a probe on Europa and probably within the next 10 years. What makes Europa so interesting is the fact that it has twice as much liquid water as Earth's oceans, if not more. An ocean estimated to be somewhere between 40 to 100 miles deep spans the entire moon, and it's locked beneath an icy surface layer that's well, a few dozen kilometers thick. The only direct evidence for this ocean is the plumes of water that occasionally erupt up through the cracks in the ice. One of the many challenges to landing a probe on Europa is maintaining a communications link back to Earth over a distance of half a billion miles. This requires a high-gain antenna that's radiation-hardened enough to survive the onslaught of ionizing particles from Jupiter, and yet not be so large that it becomes a design liability. Landers can't use parachutes or air resistance to slow down. Instead, the lander will have to depend entirely on rockets to break and land safely. So in this scenario, every bit of mass counts. As a general rule, less efficient antennas need a larger surface area to transmit over greater distances, but that obviously would pose a serious problem with this mission. Big antennas, big mass. The probe is going to need a small antenna with a transmission efficiency of 80% or higher, much more efficient than most space-bound antennas in use today. Well, engineers at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory 
address the problem by developing an antenna that's made of a bunch of circularly polarized aluminum-only cells that can send and receive on X-band frequencies. The entire antenna is really an array of these cells, 32 on each side, or 1,024 in total. The antenna itself is only 32 by 32 inches. That allows it to fit on top of any modestly sized lander, and it can achieve a downlink rate to Earth of 33 kilobits per second at 80% efficiency. Each cell acts like an individual antenna, but the combined output signal can be shaped to send in whatever direction is necessary. If I could show you the antenna, it looks really little more like a square, flat panel. It isn't a parabola that you might expect. This remarkable antenna has already been tested under the conditions it's likely to encounter on Europa, and it performed beautifully. Although they designed the antenna for Europa, they think it can be used for missions elsewhere in the solar system. They're already tweaking the design for the joint Mars sample return mission that'll bring Martian rocks and soil and atmospheric samples back to Earth. That mission's currently slated to launch in 2026. They see no reason why the antenna design couldn't be used on every future Mars lander or rover as a more robust alternative, one that could also increase data rates 4 to 16 times those of current antenna designs. It could also be used on future moon missions to provide high data rates back to Earth. As JPL makes the design details available, I'll be curious to see what the microwave active hams are able to do with this as well. If you've been following science and technology for a while, you know that there's been speculation about the possibility of beaming power from Earth orbit to the surface using microwave frequencies. I don't know about you, but I remember hearing about this idea at least 30 years ago. But of course, no one has yet brought the concept from imagination to reality. Well, recently I discovered that the idea is still being explored. Just this year, a team of researchers from the U.S. Navy Research Laboratory demonstrated the feasibility of terrestrial microwave power beaming by transmitting 1.6 kilowatts of power over about a mile. Their transmission took place at 10 gigahertz. This achievement by a team at the U.S. Army Research Field in Blossom Point, Maryland, is reportedly the most significant power beaming demonstration in nearly 50 years. The U.S. Department of Defense believes wireless beaming of energy from space can be used to recharge equipment here on the ground, especially for soldiers. Scientists are also touting it as the ultimate green energy technology, with a constant year-round supply available up in space. I wish I could give you more details about how they're doing this, but the project, known as Safe and Continuous Power Beaming Microwave, or SCOPE-M, is shrouded in secrecy, as you might imagine. For my part, I remain somewhat skeptical. Transmitting more than a kilowatt of energy over a kilometer and using that energy to actually supply power at the receiving end is impressive. But to do this from space, even from low Earth orbit, the losses would be phenomenal on the order of more than 100 dB. You'd need to be transmitting at enormous power levels in space, to recover enough to be usable on the ground. And then there is the issue of safety. After all, this idea was never practical for a reason, but hey, technology moves onward, and who knows? Maybe what seems almost absurd today 
could be reality tomorrow. Tune in again for the next episode of Eclectic Tech, produced by ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio. Music is provided by Purple Planet at purpleplanet.com. If you have comments, email eclectic at arrl.org. This episode is copyright ARRL and all rights are reserved. I'm Sabrina Jackson, KC1JMW. See you next time.